You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey there, and welcome to Like a Local Podcast, your passport to authentic local experiences. Join me, Stephanie Gerard, and me, Katie Hilton Brown, as we talk to a local from a new city every Thursday. They'll share their recommendations for best places to eat, drink, stay, and play. Who doesn't want to be in the know with all the best kept secrets, hidden gems, and insider tips? Let's face it, traveling is fun, but planning a trip can be a daunting task with countless hours spent researching and sifting through endless lists on Google and TikTok. But with Like a Local, we do the legwork for you and tell you exactly what you need on your itinerary. So pack your bags and let's get into today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Like a Local Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode. Katie, how are you doing? Doing great. We are so close to Christmas. We are so close to Christmas. It's going to fly by. Yeah. T minus 20. No. T minus 19. 19. There you go. 19 days. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm a little confused. Dare I say <laughs> shocked that Kim's team hasn't reached out to us yet after, you know, all the, the skims. skims plugs we gave in last week's episode, but I'm sure they're just, you know, really backed up on all the Black Friday inquiries that I'm sure they're getting. I'm sure we'll be hearing from them soon, right? I wouldn't be surprised if we should probably check the spam box. <laughs> yeah. Kim's personal email probably went to the spam box. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not so excited about that, but I am excited for this week's episode because we sat down with Jen Lauren to get the local lowdown of the Chelsea neighborhood in Manhattan. For those of you who don't know Jen, Jen is a video editor, content creator, and podcast host of the Dare to Self-Care podcast, and she was such a great tour guide. She really gave us the details of all of her favorites in the neighborhood and some hot travel tips that I will definitely use moving forward. So can't wait to get into the episode, but before we do that, let's do some first-class picks. So Katie, what's your first-class pick of the week? I went first last week, so you go first this week. Okay. Well, my first-class pick... It's a little out of left field, but it's the Trader Joe's onion salt. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay. So I've, it's definitely, it's not a new thing. It's been, it's been here for a while and I see it every week when I go to Trader Joe's, never thought to get it, but last week I got it. And do you like sour cream and onion chips? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you put this onion salt on anything, it tastes like a sour cream and onion chip. So what I've been doing is slicing my Japanese sweet potato into like thin, kind of like potato chips and then putting the onion salt on it and it tastes like a sour cream and onion chip. Do you bake them? Yeah. I'm not eating raw potatoes. That's what I, well, you didn't say that part. So I was sorry. I bake was them. Like, I was confused. Okay. So I'll go into full detail. I do the onion salt, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of paprika, and then a little bit of olive oil, pop it in the oven at 400 degrees for about mm, 15, 20 minutes magnificent broil at the end to make it extra crispy Mm. so good so i definitely recommend it it's only what three bucks it's a taste sensation it's a healthy snack sure sure yeah i mean it's healthy is it not yeah yeah a japanese sweet potato actually did you watch the documentary blue zones um i watched the first episode so in that i don't know what city or what town it is in japan but they like live off the Japanese purple sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah. So basically, I'm going to live forever. Good for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A Japanese sweet potato a day. Keeps death's door from <laughs> opening. Right, right. Yeah. 
So Trader Joe's onion salt. What's your pick? I have no idea why my camera is so bad. It's awful. It's so bad. It's it kind of look. Do you want to know what it looks like? It looks like you're you. There's grease on it. I I just wiped it. You saw me wipe it, right? Yeah, but maybe you have greasy fingers. No, I freaking wiped it with my sweatshirt. Um. All right. Anyways, okay. So my first pass, first class pick is a TikTok account. Um, <laughs> Brooke Tillman. She is so funny. She makes my day. I wish she would post more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if she could post more because she has like a full time job and she posts like when she gets up in the morning and she goes to Pilates. Pilates. Mm-hmm. Um. She goes to the grocery store. She does cooking. For Justine, her husband, her her boyfriend. Okay. Um, I think she's just so funny. I just think she's hilarious. She's so funny. She makes my day. And I hope that she hears this and she checks her DMs and sees that we've sent her a message because I want her on the podcast so bad. Yeah, she is definitely like a mood lifter for sure. But she's not always like happy, go lucky, and she's pretty mm-hmm. transparent about that, which is also refreshing that she's that you know, not everyone is always that happy. Right, right, yeah, that's a good pick. I, I definitely hope she checks her DMs and knows that. You said we have been spamming her. You've been spamming her. Um, <laughs> we're normal, are we? Just but kidding. I love her so much. She has a dog named Winston and she's based out of Scottsdale. So come on, Brooke. Yeah, that's a good rec. I'm going to have to stalk her tonight when I'm on my little daily TikTok scroll before bed. Yeah, go follow her. Brooke Tillman. Amazing. Good stuff. Well, enough of us blabbing. Let's get into the local lowdown of Chelsea Manhattan with Jen. LFG. All right, Jen, before we get into the local lowdown of meatpacking, we'd love for you to introduce yourself and give the lowdown on who you are. Of course. Well, thank you for having me. I am a content creator on YouTube, TikTok, my podcast, Dare to Self Care, all the things. And I work as a video editor at Dear Media full time. So fully in the podcasting space and content creation. And how long have you lived in Manhattan for? Since I graduated from college, so five years now, but I grew up in Long Island, which is like a 30 minute ride outside of the city. So I'm a native New Yorker. Nice. And then for those who don't listen, what is your podcast Dare to Self Care about? So it's evolved over the years, but it still is rooted in wellness and having real conversations about wellness and self-care. But like here and there, we throw in some social media entrepreneurship type of conversations but really it's just about getting real and trying to live our healthiest lives but like being real about it not in a a pretentious or like unattainable way (laughs) nice you've recently gotten me into like wanting to run like I'm not a runner but I'm like I see your TikToks and I'm like okay like I think I can run. Right. I think I should run. Biggest compliment ever because <laughs> I did not run. I could not run a mile six months ago. Like mm-hmm. I understand. I My fiance is a marathon runner and he has been begging me to run for years. And I'm just like, no, like I hate running. It's your thing. It's never going to be my thing. And I just, I don't know. I just caught the bug of wanting to be like capable of going for like a five mile run here and there. Mm-hmm. And 
I had some people on my podcast about it who then pushed me to sign up for a half marathon because having that date and an actual training yeah. plan to follow, it's kind of inevitable. Like you will be able to do it. And I didn't have anyone that I was like looking at online who also started from absolute zero. So yeah. you saying that I inspired you with running is a wild full circle moment. <laughs> yes, you have. What running shoes do you recommend? Number one pair. Brooks Glycerin GTS. So I had been running in ASICs just because they were the running shoes that I had. And I noticed that I was leaning on the outside of my foot as I ran, which made me get injured a bunch when I first started, which is called supination. Um, so I looked up and through my fiance's help, looked up the shoe that would help with that. And something, don't ask me details, but in this GTS technology in Brooks running sneakers, allows any foot or like forces any foot into the correct position. So once I got those sneakers, I was able to actually feel like a strong, capable runner. Yeah. So I highly recommend. Okay. Well, let's look up to them. I have to get them before I go on my, oh my God, I don't even think I could make it like three minutes, but I don't think Ooh. I can make it one minute. You guys, I started with the couch to 5k app, which is interval. And then I moved to the half marathon training plan on Nike run club, which starts with like a mile. So, okay. Yeah. Start there. <laughs> okay. We'll report back in six months. Please. Okay. And did you run on a treadmill or did you go outside? Mm -mm, that is so boring. I, one day during my training decided to run inside at a treadmill and it was the worst decision of my life. So I did it literally once I get so bored. <laughs> I need like stimulation at all times. So running on the West side highway in New York is where everyone in New York, whoever's listening should be running because there's so much people watching. I'm obviously not single, but like a lot of people say they like make eye contact with cute guys on the West side highway running <laughs> the thing. So it just kind of distracts you a little bit. Cause there's so much going on. If I'm inside on a treadmill, I'm off the treadmill in two minutes, like bored out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Okay. Let's get into the, the first um, segment, which is where to stay. So can you give us a little bit of a lay of the land of the different neighborhoods? Like, you know, like a quick, I don't know, three sentence summary, and then tell us about meatpacking. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I guess, I guess they're kind of similar. I'm not going to give the, as someone who lives here, I will never say like go to Times Square, but obviously if you're really coming on a trip to New York for the first time, like go see a Broadway show in Times Square. Like it's yeah. kind of a bucket list thing. Sure. Another like bucket list touristy thing, Rockefeller Center and Christmas time, like go see the Christmas tree. But other than that, in terms of like, if you want to come visit like a local West Village, especially our demographic is where all the fun bars at night are going to be for, you know, like your later 20s kind of crowd and really good restaurants. It's just like a, it, it's exactly how it sounds like a cute village, but it's also nicer and cleaner than the east side so the west side you're going to get a lot more I mean it's all kind of disgusting but it's going to be cleaner on the west side and just a little trendier and then the east side so like east village is where you're going to get east village and lower east side again really good food so it's all like the same streets I'm like trying to say it in a way that's understandable to people who don't live here it's all like downtown below 20th street, but then there's the east side and the west side, which is the east and west village. Um, the east village is just going to be a little bit more like grungier, I would say, which is 
still amazing bars and fun vibes for people around our age. It's just going to be like less trendy, more grungy, if that makes sense. But both areas have amazing restaurants. And I feel like those are the top places also to live around our age too. Um, What else? I would say really anything downtown, like East Village, West Village, Lower East Side. Those are all great places for food and going out. And then where I live, Chelsea is going to be a little more, more residential, but there's some really great spots like Chelsea Market and the Highline over here, which I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, I would say those are like the top places to visit if you want to come visit like a local. Nice. And what is the meatpacking district? What does that mean? Yeah. So normally I just say I live in Chelsea, but Chelsea spans from, I'm like right at the cusp. So Chelsea spans from like 15th, 16th street all the way up to, I don't know, like 29th street. And then it's from like 8th Avenue to 12th Avenue. So if there was a map, you'd see like a square kind of blocked off as Chelsea. And then meatpacking is really just the area kind of between, I would say 12th to 15th street between 8th to 10th Avenue. And it's kind of this one area that has really good shopping. It has Chelsea Market, which is a great spot for tourists and also locals. But if you live here, go during the week because it's really crowded with tourists on the weekend. Has amazing food during the holiday time. There's like really cute Christmas lights on the outside. There's also the High Line around here in Meatpacking, which is it's it's a place to walk, but it's like upstairs. So you kind of mm-hmm. overlook the city, overlook the water on the west side. And there's a lot of shopping on like cobblestone streets, which really only here in Tribeca will you see that cobblestone kind of European city vibe. It's not really around New York a lot. So it's a really gorgeous area. I I guess I consider myself living in meatpacking, but I'm really on the cusp of like Greenwich Village meatpacking Chelsea. I'm like on a weird corner over here, but that's what meatpacking district is. Okay. Thank you. That that was really helpful because I always hear like meatpacking district and I'm like, is that is that a neighborhood or is that just like a type of, is that just like an area that you go like? It has nothing or... to do with meat. Yeah. <laughs> it like I wonder sounds that... like it... Yeah. I wonder if it used to though. Like, I wonder if that's why it's called that. There is like a sign that says meat market this way, but I've never seen the meat market. So I don't know if it used to be there or what. Um, Uh So yeah, it must be like a historical meat market situation. Yeah. Maybe we'll look that up and then have it in our intro. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. And so where are we staying? Do you recommend Airbnbs or hotels? So this is tricky because hotels are so expensive for a tiny room anywhere in New York City. However, Airbnbs, I've also yet to hear like a good Airbnb story. You can, Airbnbs are tough around here because most landlords won't let you Airbnb out your space. So there's a lot of like illegal Airbnb situations happening. I used to work for Shelby Church, who's a YouTuber. And I think she vlogged this. Yes, she did. She came and stayed in the Airbnb and then had to like switch Airbnbs. She got her money back from Airbnb, but they got like an eviction notice or something because it was like illegal to Airbnb. So like she wasn't allowed to stay there anymore. The whole thing. So I've heard some stories like that, but then I've also seen like Delaney Childs on YouTube is she comes here a lot and stays in Airbnbs and you kind of get like the apartment experience 
which is not so glamorous here, but <laughs> it's probably cheaper. So I would say like scope out the Airbnb scene because it's probably cheaper. However, rent is so expensive here. Maybe not. Obviously I've never done it. So I don't really know, but I would say go on hotels tonight, the app, because a lot of these hotels are really stupid expensive. But if you go on hotels tonight, you'll get some good deals the week of around this area. I would say the Ace Hotel is in Flatiron, but it's close enough that you might get a good price there. Also the standard, these are all hotels that are kind of like boutique trendy, still overpriced for a small room, but they're not like stupid, glamorous, like Four Seasons vibes. Um, I'm trying to think the Gansevoort is right here, but I think that might be like a really expensive one. So I would say like the standard, the Ace Hotel, also not near here, but down downtown by financial district. I know a lot of people or Soho. I think there's two. A lot of people stay at, um, what is it called? Citizen M. Yeah. A lot of people stay there. So I think that's like a reasonable one also, but again, tiny rooms, they're all going to be tiny rooms. Yeah. That's a good, like budget friendly one. It's funny. My boyfriend and I were supposed to be coming up next week and we decided last minute, like, we're not going to go because I mean, usually when we go up there, like, okay, it's fine. Like we're going to, we know we're going to spend like $500 a night next week. I don't know what, I mean, it's probably Christmas time, but the, oh my God, the hotel prices are, are insane. Like, it's like, you have to kind of, which I've done this with Ethan, my fiance before, and it's risky, but like, if you book your flight somewhere and either get a refundable room somewhere or just go, you are like guaranteed to find a hotel on hotels tonight. Okay. I'm going to look into that. I never used hotels tonight. You've never used it? No, I've, I've used hotels.com and my friends make fun of me for using that. Um, is that like a weird thing to use? Hotels. No, I'm just com. always so scared, like booking through a third party. I don't know why. Through a third party. <laughs> I like the the promo codes. I, don't I know. do too. I do too. <laughs> yeah. But the, the Hotels Tonight app, they have, if you, this is like a hot tip. If you go on TikTok and search like people who have done brand deals with them, like Hotels Tonight discount code. A lot of those people have discount codes for your first time using it. So go to them, get the discount code for your first time using it and use that on top of whatever discount you get in New York. Um, and you might get, it's not like crazy difference, but it might not getting a free night or anything, but it definitely yeah. helps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like the way you think I'm going to check it out. Tonight. <laughs> the other uh, day, my husband asked me, he goes, if we were going to go to New York for one night or two nights, and you could go to one Broadway show, what would you go? And I was like, are you going to surprise me with a, with a, with a night in New York? Cause he knows I love New York. Well, he doesn't, he loves it too. But, um, he was like, no, I'm just curious. And I was like, well, maybe he's doing that for Christmas. Way to get my hopes up. <laughs> maybe he is. Yeah. I don't think he is. We just had a baby. So I don't think that's, oh. I don't think that's the case. Not doing spontaneous trips. Yeah. No, but I was like, why would you ask me that? <laughs> Yeah. I immediately went, <gasps> um, <laughs> what Broadway show would you see? I don't know. I'd have to do some research. Oh, huh. have you seen any, um, John, have you seen any good Broadway shows recently? Not recently, but my brother is like huge into the scene. So I could ask him cause I think he did actually give me a rec recently. You know what? I'm actually going to look really quick at what it was. Cause it's in my texts. Because he got me a Ticketmaster gift card for my birthday. And he was like, highly recommend you use it on this. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. I almost said Ticketmaster gift card on our gift guide last week, 70. Really? Really That is a good one. 
I, I almost get it said for that. My brother, like every year, because I don't know what to get him. And we'll use it for a sporting event, a concert. It's so good. Yeah. 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 We went in May. In May, while you're looking that up, we came. We went to New York for the Blink One Eighty Two concert, and um, we went to a Broadway show. And we were like, "What do we see? What do we see?" And like, we couldn't decide, so we ended up seeing Harry Potter. Um, and it was really good, but it was so long, so long. I know. Yeah, that's, I, that's how why Funny Girl was. Funny Girl was. It was so expensive. Long. I know. We went on the night that Leah Michelle wasn't playing Fanny, and I was like. Wait, that's upsetting. I haven't seen that one yet, but, and I can't find this, but um, I, I haven't been to a show in a while, but I was obsessed with, this is like a basic answer, but, but obsessed with Hamilton and then before oh. Irvin Hansen, but like Hamilton, I've seen a few times for a few years in a row. It was like the present I asked for, from my parents for my birthday. Oh. Did you get to see like the OG cast? But I low-key worked for Leslie Odom Jr. when I was in PR. And he's the nicest (laughs) human on earth. And I'm obsessed with him. So so if anyone ever gets the chance to see Hamilton, like, yeah, yeah, or watch the movie, it's just as good. Yeah, true. Amazing. Well, now that we have a pillow for our heads, let's move on to our favorite segment um, and talk about where to eat. So Jen, what are your top We'll first do breakfast. So what are your favorite breakfast or brunch spots in the meatpacking Chelsea area? Okay, breakfast. My favorite is banter. It's like an Australian cafe. That's my favorite type of brunch is those like healthier, like they have this dish called golden folded eggs and they are the best eggs you'll ever have in your life. It comes with sourdough toast, a little like broccoli quinoa thing and avocado and bacon and it's just like the best bowl in the entire world pro tip go on yelp ahead of time and put your name on the waiting list and then you'll just show up and get right in i love places that let you do that Mm -hmm. and then if you want somewhere that's not a sit down but you just want a really good like breakfast sandwich uh i literally got it this morning actually the commons chelsea incredible breakfast sandwiches on like hollow rolls their sausage egg and cheese is to die for and also this little french cafe cafe bon ciguar is you can actually eat in there and it's a really cute little french spot it's technically in the west village but again it's like two minute walk for me and you could get really good wraps sandwiches salads from there these are like the local local spots i'm trying to think i would say that's really it and then my favorite Unless you're going to ask me coffee shops after this, or is this included? You can include it. Yeah, you can. Okay. okay. I'm a huge coffee shop girl. Yanni's Coffee. I go there every other day. I'm absolutely obsessed. Best coffee, best homemade cookies you'll ever eat. And what other coffee shop? Uh, Cobrick is a good one if you are visiting. And in town, it's really chic. It's right in meatpacking, like by the cobblestone area. It's a great place to do work. It's just like gorgeous. Mm-hmm. and that's like a good place to it's like more aesthetic but Yanni's is my all-time favorite coffee shop and yeah. do you just get drip coffee or do you get a latte or something so at Yanni's I'm obsessed with their iced almond cappuccino almond milk mm. it is to die for I always try to get iced cappuccinos places and it just doesn't hit it's like too bitter it's warm it's like they put it over ice the ice melts I don't know what they do at Yanni's but it is insane <laughs> yeah um, okay. And then I have to ask what, it doesn't have to be like specific to me packing or Chelsea. What is your favorite bagel place in Manhattan? 
So I, I think my favorite bagel I've ever had here, and I was on a big kick ordering this like from all the way uptown a lot, but it's called Essa Bagel. They have a few locations and they're just like huge stuffed bagels, Tompkins Square Park bagels. Honestly, with New York, like a lot of those places that you see on the best bagel lists and best whatever lists, like they they are true. They're not tourist traps. Like they're really insanely good. And a lot of the around here, like you can really get a good bagel at like any deli. Like you could get a good bacon egg and cheese anywhere in New York. But in, I will be honest, in meatpacking, like there's not an amazing bagel spot. I would say the closest thing to this area I would say go uptown a little bit towards Penn Station, which is like literally 10 blocks up just outside of Chelsea. And I think it's called Best Bagel and Coffee. It's near (laughs) Penn Station, something like really simple like that. You'll see it's Uh like number one on Yelp. And that is amazing. And also, I guess the best one in Chelsea would be Zucker's Bagels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, Okay. So now we have breakfast, we have bagels, we have coffee. Let's move on to like lunch and dinner places. So what are your top recommendations there? Let me think for, oh my God. Yeah. Is this considered Chelsea or Flatiron? I don't know. I know this is like a meatpacking episode, but meatpacking is in Chelsea and Chelsea is basically it's walkable. Latin, so it's yeah. all fun. Should we just like make the title Chelsea? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so this is again, also near Penn station, which my favorite winter activity is doing this before I go to a ranger game, which I'm actually going to tonight. Uh, it's called Ichiran. It is the best ramen in Manhattan. And it comes from, I think it's like, I don't want to butcher it, but it, it comes from Tokyo and Japan, like two places in Asia. And they brought it here and you sit in like your own booths and they deliver it like just as they would in Asia. And it is in the winter. You There's always a line outside and but it goes by super fast and it is the best ramen you will ever have in your life so i highly recommend doing that and then heading over to a ranger game at msg like right around the corner it's like a perfect winter activity so that's my favorite another another place like that like cuisine wise this is actually new to the chelsea area it's right in meatpacking ish is called Rangoon. It just opened here. It's Burmese food, which I never knew what that was, but it's kind of a blend of like Thai, Indian, Vietnamese. Like it's kind of a blend of all of them and Mm -hmm. their food is insane. We love like the Asian food around here. Also, there's so much good. I don't know why there's so much good like Asian Chinese food around here, Mm -hmm. but then in Chelsea Market, which it definitely, if you're visiting, go eat in Chelsea Market. I believe it's called something really straightforward, like tasty fresh noodles or fresh tasty noodles <laughs> in Chelsea Market. I've yet to eat there, but it's supposed to be also amazing noodles, Asian food. The best tacos are also in Chelsea Market, Los Tacos. Oh my God. I wish so badly that like I could open up a franchise of that here. Because my boyfriend, I've never seen somebody like consume so many tacos and like want to eat there for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But, but he swears by them. Because they are good. we don't have good Mexican food here. Like yeah. we, we, you could find good Mexican food here, but it's not like way less than you would think. But that one's probably yeah. the best in the city. So I would honestly, I'm more of a like less of a fancy dinner sit down girl. And I love, I'm a foodie. So is Ethan. So like 
we love a, like a best date night ever is going to Tulsi Market and getting a bunch of stuff and like mm-hmm. everything there is amazing. There's also like a Jamaican spot in there that's incredible, like jerk chicken. Yeah. Like, what are other spots right around here though for lunch? We're big brunch people. So honestly, all those breakfast yeah. breakfast I gave you or we just do that for brunch and then if you want like a if you need sometimes like when I travel I need a break and Westville is a really good like healthy-ish American easy restaurant that we eat at all the time the kale salad with salmon there is so good and I think I'll leave it at that and I'll let you know if yeah, anything that's good. we're huge no. food so I'm like I feel like I'm missing something that was a good <laughs> roundup just okay. pop oh. it in if you think of it. Oh, I have one is. more. This is a hidden gem. We stumbled upon it on a snow day and it's like our new favorite spot. It's called Bar B. It's right in Chelsea and it's a standing wine bar. So you, there's no seats. You literally walk in and it's just a bar and that's it. And they make the food behind the counter and you order. It's like Italian I guess it's considered Italian. They have really great wine. They have like a $7 wine happy hour. And it's just like this really romantic, like in the winter when it's snowing outside and you oh look my out gosh. the show and you're standing the glass of wine sharing like pasta and octopus and steak. And it's just, they make it right in front of you. It is, that's like our kind of spot. Like I'm not high maintenance. Like I'm happy to stand. I love the vibe of it. So that is a hidden gem wreck in Chelsea. Okay. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Okay. So we've got lots of amazing places to eat. What are some top bars that you recommend our listeners go check out? Okay. If you are someone who doesn't want like a crazy scene and you want almost like a local cool vibe bar, Gadfly Bar in Chelsea you would, it's not like in your face. I, it, Ethan and I always say it looks like soundproof. Like you, it's not in your face where you see it overflowing. There's never a line. That's why I'm like, it's kind of low key, but that's where we living here really like to go because you can always get a seat, but it's never empty. Mm-hmm. And then like, it's never too packed where it's too loud to like have a conversation and they have games. Like it's a good date night spot for that reason. Their old fashioned is incredible it's just like a really clean perfect location a perfect amount of people in there and I would say it's more for people in like I don't know early 30s later 20s because it's not like rowdy by any means but it's a good vibe and then there's a more of a grungier cool type of place called art bar around here as well that if you go there it's it's just like well beverage it's not like good <laughs> like you yeah. grab a beer or like a shitty drink but if you go in the back room it's kind of like a living room artsy vibe or it's downstairs I forget but that's one place over here and then oh I have to mention in me packing monkey bar this is a younger crowd for sure but it's like a triple decker there's a rooftop rowdier scene If you want like a really good time and you want more of a louder, big club vibe, not club, but just like a really big bar with younger people. And like during the nicer weather, when it's the rooftop is open, it's really crowded on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the mood for like that, like we went there for Ethan's birthday with a bunch of friends because 
that's a good spot if you want to get a group together without having to like rent out a space or anything. It's such a huge bar that like everyone can just meet there. Mm-hmm. And there's like so many different floors. It's that's like really fun, but also again, younger. Uh, I mean, there's still going to be older people going, but it's kind of like everyone knows it as like the post-college, everyone meet at monkey bar type of yeah, thing. Yeah. Maybe if like you're single and wanting to mingle, exactly. it sounds like that type yeah. of place. Exactly. There's like two different vibes. There's like where I want to go with Ethan and where I want to go with a huge group. And then just because Chelsea is on the cusp of the West Village, I would say the standard is kind of where everyone like your New York City influencers that are late 20s will be. And just like where you would go if you actually want to like single with your girlfriends and like want to meet a cute guy. I feel like the standard is where most people go. So that's just like a 10 minute walk from Chelsea in the area. Mm-hmm. Is that connected to the hotel? Actually, no. <laughs> oh, wait, now I'm like, yeah, it is the same name. Yeah, no, totally irrelevant. Okay. Um, and then, sorry, one more place there is, because you just reminded me, the standard beer garden, which is a meatpacking. I think that's connected to the hotel. That is like a beer garden vibe. It's really big. So like easy to get a table. And that's really fun again in the nicer months because you could get a table outside, grab a beer and it's right in meatpacking. One thing I love about New York and like larger cities is that, that even when it's cold outside, there are still tables outside. So you can get like a coffee no. or like a drink or even eat outside. You don't get that like in where I live in Raleigh or I don't know about Charlotte, but that's new though, since COVID. Like I love like all the little side, uh, kept it. Yeah. 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 It wasn't really a thing until COVID and now they've just kept all the outdoor seating, which is like the best thing for New York to come out of COVID honestly. Right. And they keep the heaters out and everything. Cause I think they realized they'll still get business. Now there's more tables for them to get business Mm -hmm. in the colder months. So it is great because a lot of them kept their like hut type of things that they made yeah. on the street that are basically indoors, but outside mm-hmm. they've all kept them. So you're right. That is like a great perk. Yeah. And I think they're kind of like charming and like seeing like mm-hmm. the personalities of everyone's different. Yeah. Different totally. little, what, hut. Is that what we're calling them? Yeah. I don't, I made that up. <laughs> you're, actually a lot of them call them yurts. I don't know. They, you yeah. can like go on resi and book to sit in those specifically, specifically. Yeah. yeah nice uh, and I feel like we can't talk about meatpacking without talking about catch oh yeah <laughs> See, that's the reaction. I forgot about yeah. that no that is a great like if you're here with family like a big to-do type of place I've gone there for like occasions with family like a birthday whatever but it's really really loud <laughs> So I kind of stopped wanting to go there with my family because I'm like, this is chaos. But to go with a group of friends ready to splurge, it's a really good time. And then like, if you're there for dinner late night, and then you stay there and like at the bar upstairs, it is if you're visiting or like on a bachelorette or something and ready, ready to splurge, it is really fun. We went there a couple of years ago with some friends and it's definitely a splurge. Yeah, it's a splurge, but it is one of those places where the food's actually really good and worth it. And then if you make a whole night of it and like stay up at the club at the bar, it is really fun. I the reason I sound negative towards it is just <laughs> so over it because this college scene was like you always ended up a catch. So oh, no. not for okay. dinner, but like at the yeah, after. like clubby area upstairs. Mm-hmm. So 
I used to like, if my parents came in for dinner for a birthday, we'd like have dinner there and then I'd go meet my friends upstairs. Yeah. Um, so it is a really fun place to go. But yeah, it's a splurge. It's a scene, mm-hmm. but it's really good food. Did you watch the New York Housewives? Yes, of course. I'm a huge Bravo girl. Okay, me too. I Did know. you? What were they talking the about? Thing. That's yeah. the person that came to mind when you said, what about catch? I'm like, oh, according to Bryn, it's yeah. out. <laughs> like, why? Is it just because it was too young for her or what? I think exactly what I just said. I think it's just okay. like been such a scene and eventually it just got like, like, I think it was the hot new spot for a while and it was such a scene. And then it became, which I, I agree with Erin and that like, who cares? You could still go. It's still great food. It's still fun. But I, what I'm saying is I think Bryn's mindset is probably just like. Been there, done that. Yeah, been there, done that. So, so pre-COVID yeah. or so. And now it's probably yeah. like younger and almost like, dare I say, like trashier, like the scene at night. Yeah. Okay. And it's uh, a chain. And touristy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's just not as like cool local experience probably in her mind anymore. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Sense. Awesome. Well, now that we have our food and drink tour covered, what are two to three activities to do or attractions to see when in the area? Like I said, West Side Highway, I know I said for a run, but also when it's nice out, like Ethan's parents came in, uh, I don't know, last year or something. And one of my like core memories was walking the entire West Side Highway with them. And even like all the way down to Seaport area, it's just like the entire Literally, you could walk for hours up and down the West Side Highway because, yes, the water is beautiful, but they have so many different things on each of the piers. Like, there's soccer fields. There's now, they just opened on, like, I want to say it's uh, 13th Street-ish on the West Side Highway is this, like, beach. I'm putting air quotes. They, like, have sand and, like, cots and whatever, and you can, like, it's still overlooking the water. So there's that, there's tennis courts, there's pickleball courts, there's in, if you're here during the nice months, bring a bunch of food from Chelsea Market or something and go sit along the West Side Highway. There's so many places to sit over grass where everyone's sitting, doing yoga, picnics, drinking beer. Like it's just such a vibe and also hidden gem, pro tip, local tip. There's, I think it's Pier 57 or 47, also around there on 15th Street along the West Side Highway. Above this markety type of place and city winery, you'll see a sign for public rooftop and it's, or rooftop park, sorry. It's called Rooftop Park. And if you take the elevator up above city winery, there's like a whole rooftop that's also like a lawn with grass where you can overlook and anyone can go. It's like free public situation. So that's another pro tip. Um, so really the whole West Side Highway is gorgeous. Go into Little Island, uh, which is easier to go into during the week. I think on the weekend you need tickets because that's when it's like touristy. And then walk the High Line, go to the Chelsea Market. Chelsea Market is not just a tourist trap. It's amazing food. It's adorable during the holiday time. Like there's Christmas lights and little like holiday markets outside. I always go there even living here. And I would say those are like the top Chelsea things to do, touristy attraction activity type of things. And then also if you're more of a, not museum, but like immersive experience type of girl, 
it's called Art Tech House, which is right in Chelsea Market. They have these like immersive light show experiences that I've been to that are actually really cool and like meditative. So mm -hmm. that's another cool thing you can tack on to your day near Chelsea Market. Nice. We went to, speaking of immersive, a couple of years ago, we were in Dallas and we went to the Van Gogh. Oh, yeah. the, we just ate an edible and we just went through and just like oh. laid there and it was the best. It's a vibe. Night. No, I it was felt so high. much fun. I literally felt high looking up at the lights and everything. And I remember turning to Ethan and being like, we absolutely should have brought our pen or something like yeah. Yeah. unreal or like shrooms. Like I could have sat there all day. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, it's time for you to leave now. And we're like, <laughs> Do we I know. You okay. like think that you're going to be in and out, but like you could actually sit there all day. Yeah, you really could. It's so fun. That's funny. Wait, speaking of high, going back to the running thing, have you experienced a running high? Like, is that real? So I think what it is in my mind is when you hit like a flow state, which uh -huh. I always get annoyed when people would say this, that like, you don't hit it till after mile five or something. And I'm like, fuck you. But it's. It almost, it take it as something that should motivate you. Like I used to think that like, oh my God, those longer runs look more intimidating and scary, but they actually are more fun. Like the shorter runs are less fun because you're kind of struggling through the whole time. But once you hit past like mile five or six, it is true. Your legs kind of just start moving. Your body is just like, okay, this is what we're doing. Like muscle memory kind of thing. Yeah. And you're just like, I feel so strong and cool and amazing right now. And it's almost like you're just like gliding, like not putting as much work in. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. Like yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that's the runner's high. Cause then a good song comes on and you're just not struggling and you're almost disassociating and it's yeah. such feeling. And then also just the euphoric feeling of accomplishing anything after is like, yeah, I feel like part of the runner's high is like, holy shit. I just did that. What just happened? Right. But honestly, it's like the music paired with hitting a flow state is how I would describe a runner's high. Okay. You'll have to share your running playlist with us. Oh yeah. One. I, I do. And I also like pro tip, if you ever need to just download one thing, just download like which this is not my thing, but I was in a jam once and like the big booty mix is too. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. Like, okay. Like yeah. I had like five seconds to download something. So I was like, I'll just download this one thing. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. But, but haven't ran with it again since because it's kind of aggressive. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Next we have rapid fire and you can just list them off or you can go into detail if you want but we'll just go right into it. And I'm going to throw in like a couple, just like two that I thought of that aren't on here. So there'll be little surprises. So first, most Instagrammable spot. In Chelsea. In Chelsea. I would say Chelsea Market or actually like the cobblestone area on 13th and 14th where all the shops are, like all the stores around the cobblestone area is probably really cute and Instagrammable. The high line is really Instagrammable. I would say those two because you're going to get better lighting than in Chelsea Market. Favorite pizza? Joe's Pizza, hands down. Classic New York slice. We don't have to get fancy or crazy. Like, it's just so good. I love Joe's. Favorite event? Event? Uh, I'm going to, I don't know if this is how you mean it, but I'm going to say Bryant Park when the Christmas 
uh, the Christmas markets, holiday markets come up. I love a date night. We'll usually go to Barbie around here in Chelsea and then go over there and just walk around the holiday markets and do the ice skating rink because pro tip Rockefeller ice skating rink is so touristy and hectic, <laughs> but the one in Bryant park is like doable. And it's like 10 minutes from Chelsea. It's right here. Is there a specific time that you can get there without having to wait? So we always go again on a weeknight, like a Thursday yeah. night, because weekends yeah. are going to be crazy anywhere like that. So if you have the chance, if you're in New York for a week, try to get that kind of stuff done during the week. Cool. Um, and back to coffee shops, favorite coffee shop? Yanni's Coffee, hands down. I would like to be buried there. <laughs> favorite place to grab ice cream or dessert? Ooh, honestly, Van Leeuwen and Sundays and Cones, again, not here, is in the East Village and it is my favorite ice cream, but around here, Van Leeuwen's and then Ample Hills just closed. That was like right near my, where I live and I'm really upset about it. And Donut Pub also was in Chelsea and just closed. So we're on the market. We need some new desserts around here. So really the best one around here, I would say is Van Leeuwen. And that's ice cream, right? Yeah. I just saw an Instagram. They came out with the dill pickle flavor. And I'm like, I don't know. They're they're kind of doing a lot, but, you know, like the honeycomb flavor. Always. Yeah. (laughs) What's your favorite local business? Ooh. I want to say Yanni's again, but I'll try to let me think of something different. (laughs) Yanni's for the win. They're sweeping the floor. Sponsor her. Like truly, they're so kind and I always make friends there. It's such like a neighborhood coffee shop, small business. Um, I'm going to shout out where I get my nails done in Chelsea, which is Nails 49. They have amazing gel X and David is the best. I was going to ask what your nail color was because it is so pretty. Oh, this is OPI Malaga wine. I'm like kind of psycho about my nail colors. I don't like to pick from the thing. I like to go on TikTok and find the exact color that I want. So I always know the name. Yeah. Malago. Malaga. Okay. What's the biggest tourist trap? Ooh. Biggest tourist trap. Give me a sec. That's a good question. To be honest with you, anything that is super touristy, I would still say like, go, it's worth it. Like Rockefeller Center, Times Square. And even, yeah, I don't, everything's, everything's worth it and everything's expensive. There's no like, like, I feel like tourist traps are a thing in inexpensive cities and then they overcharge. Everything's expensive, whether you're a local or not. There's really no tourist traps. (laughs) It's all a tourist trap. Yeah. What is one item you can't fly without? My eye mask. Ever since I started oh. sleeping with that here, I it helps me when I travel. It's like a constant, you know, when you're in a hotel room and you just can't sleep because it's like unfamiliar. Yeah. Having the eye mask on puts my eyes in the same state as they are at home. And it just helps yeah, that me makes- that like constant thing. And wearing it on a plane when it's like a nighttime flight or something also really helps. So newly my eye mask. Do you have a specific one? I use the one from Brooklyn and I also like, I was using the one from Slip. I like a silk one. So I use the one from Brooklyn which is like 
again, overpriced 40 something dollars, but I use it every day. And I was, there's also an Amazon one. If you just type in black silk one, the first one that comes up, Ethan uses, it's so good. I was using the slip silk ones for a while, but they really shrink in the wash. So it's like, I wasn't, it, yeah, it shrunk. <laughs> I have one. I was about to ask you, cause I have a silk, a slip one and I don't know how to wash it. I mean, I've washed, I've just put it in like a laundry bag and just air dried it, but it definitely didn't come out like the best after I washed it. Yeah. And a lot of them don't, but I find that the Brooklyn and Amazon ones do better than that one did. In the wall. Uh, what's in your carry-on? Kindle, iMask, computer. I always like, I have a full-time job and like a thousand side gigs. So I always like to take advantage of working on the plane on my own stuff. So I always have my computer, always have my Kindle to sleep at night and my vlog camera and my iMask. So I guess we kind of covered that with this, but how do you pass time on the flight? Working? Yeah, I'm usually editing a vlog, editing TikToks, like editing something because it puts me, it like the flight passes by in five seconds or I'm like shopping online while I listen to a podcast. But either way, I do something on my computer because it makes the time fly so much more. As much as I always think I'm going to like sit there and read my Kindle, I never do. <laughs> window, middle or aisle seat? So it was always used to be window. Now it's aisle because I have the bladder of a three-year-old and the anxiety I get from someone. To ask the, someone. Not only having to ask, but having the person in the aisle asleep the whole time. Mm. Like I'm so over it. So now yeah. I'm like the aisle. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. What's your favorite plain snack? That's a good question. I stopped being... A super, because I started booking like the 7 a.m. flights mm. one because they're cheaper and I like having a full day. So I don't really eat on the plane. I'm usually yeah. drinking an iced coffee and then I eat when I land. Nice. Or like an 88 acres granola bar, which it's boring, my answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's easy because you can just get it at the airport. You don't have to worry about Exactly. But also get it before you get on the plane because they don't have them. Um, And then- Back, I have two, um, and I know we're running out of time, so I'll make them quick. Um, but back to New York, do you have a favorite Italian spot in Chelsea? Ooh, Barbie is technically Italian, so I would say Barbie, and then honestly, in Chelsea, I'm thinking of like all my favorite spots, not really in Chelsea. I would say Barbie, it's like an Italian wine bar. Okay. And speakeasy. Ooh, not in Chelsea, but in the West Village right near here is it's called, what is it called? I'm for blanking on the name of it. But <laughs> if you see five guys on the West Village, it's right above five guys. So technically it's like a speakeasy, but it's on top of it, but you have to go in, you enter through five guys Oh, and if you look cool. back of five guys, there's a doorman and he lets you upstairs. So that's why it's like a speakeasy kind of. Oh, that's so fun. It's called not Gary. It's something with a G that I'm fully blanking the on. The Garrett. Thank you. I said Gary. The Garrett <laughs> above the five Garrett. guys. We have to enter in five guys and there's not like a sign that says the Garrett. It's a really fun, cool spot upstairs. And again, it's not like super stupid young or old. It's like a fun mm. late 20s 20s or just like 20s crowd nice 
And before we wrap, what is your number one travel tip to share with our listeners? It doesn't have to be like New York specific, just like general. Pack light and plan your outfits ahead of time. Ever since I started, I literally open my notepad and I write Monday, this outfit, Tuesday, this outfit. And I'm not like a fashion girl. It's simply so that I don't overpack because it's the worst thing ever. So if I know like a rough draft of what types of outfits I'm going to need and like lay them out, bless you. (laughs) I am able to pack exactly what I need and not let myself get too crazy and just take a carry on because Ethan, my fiance is psycho and he thinks I'm crazy for even bringing a carry on on a backpack. So Oh wow. Anyway, he's another <laughs> level of annoying. So <laughs> I just plan your outfits ahead of time and that will help you to realize the things you're bringing just in case yeah. you actually won't end up wearing. Yeah, I like that. And where can our listeners find you and your podcast on social media? So me, I'm everywhere under Jen Lauren. My TikTok's Jen Lauren, my Instagram, I believe Instagram's like Jen underscore Lauren two ends. My YouTube is Jen Lauren. You'll find like me reviewing workout classes, wellness experiences, and New York City vlogs, some travel vlogs on YouTube. And then TikTok, same type of content there. And then everywhere, Dare to Self Care Pod, anywhere you listen to podcasts, YouTube channel, TikTok, all the things. And you'll hear like a bunch of wellness fun content on there. Amazing. Well, Jen, thank you so much for your time today. We can't wait to come and visit and check out all the places you recommended. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Like a Local Podcast, where we bring you the inside scoop on your next travel destination. If you enjoyed this episode and found our local insights helpful, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a new city in mind that you'd like us to explore next, drop us a line on our website or social media. Until next time, remember, travel like a local, not like a tourist. Sayonara. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.